0: Painting to photography, from beadwork to woodworking. KQAL-FM on the campus of Winona State University presents... Artbeat. Artbeat highlights the work and accomplishments of local artists from in and around Winona. Support for Artbeat is made possible by the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Whip out your looking glasses because this week on Artbeat, we get a part two backseat look at the Google Earth through looking glass with Nagin Sabian. Nagin is a professional illustrator with a focus on interdisciplinary research-based art and digital slash new media art. Together with their husband, Professor Patrick Lichty, they've created pieces of art that can be seen over at the Watkins Gallery. I'm Dylan Alzate, and sit back, grab some snacks, and please don't chew so loud, as we chat with Nagin for her side of Googled Earth, today on Artbeat. Um, so, we interviewed Professor Lichty about Googled Earth through a looking glass, So, so I'd like to get some of your insight on how you see it, how you see the whole exhibition.
1: Okay, uh, the the Google Earth project started uh, when we were together, me and my husband, and uh, we weren't able to visit each other's country. So, as much as we understood from each other's culture, it was all through media and uh, books, literature, uh, movies, uh, internet, uh, and uh, research, or even casual daily stuff we Uh, we knew about each other's country, like news. And um, it was the question that actually do we know all about uh, these countries uh, just because uh, we have... uh, studied uh, the history or we have watched a lot of movie or i mean um in iran we kind of raised uh, on a lot of disney movies and um hollywood movies uh like uh, mtv that time it was satellite uh in iran when i was a teenager and uh, we were watching a lot of mtv and uh, we watched uh ser- american series like baywatch so it's like uh the idea we had about America, uh, it was um, um, through this media and then internet, and then uh, we uh, read a lot of uh, stories and books about America. And then it was uh, uh, the news that uh, the news and politics that these two countries had always issues, and uh, the only uh, negative, uh, the only um, thing. Uh, The only image they made uh, of each other was the negative part, the negative ones. So it was uh, such a paradoxical uh, life because um, we raised uh, um, passing from flag of enemy in our school every day. And we go back home and we live the underground life uh, admiring a lot of American actors or uh, books, writers, uh, music, and uh, it was a very paradoxical culture. So um, I thought I know about America much more than Patrick knew about Iran because uh, you don't usually watch a lot of uh, movies or don't read a lot of books from other culture. you know? Like Americans usually um, read American books, watch American movies, maybe as far as, they go, it's European um, cultural products. But uh, even that doesn't mean that I know a lot about America. So that was a question that how could we know better about each other's countries? And then we started to uh, go to go to each other's country by Google Map. So it was first Google Map and then um, it was this 3D glass that I was experiencing it for the first time. And I was so excited because it was like you're flying over these cities that it feels somehow you are there, but it was a ghost city because uh, it's not real and people are not moving there. So it's all the image. Uh, so it was very exciting and interesting experience we had. And that's funny because... Um, Iran is not 3D in Google Map because they didn't allow the Google stuff to take a 3D picture in there. So as much as the American culture is exposed to the world, um, Iranian culture is not, and that's kind of symbolic. Too. So we started to uh, work on this uh, notion of learning or knowing each other or being, being in each other's country.
2: I mean, of course, Um, you know what do you you what what do you know as a person who you know grew up through you know the Carter administration and that sort of thing. So I mean, you know, really, at first, what you know is that you know through you you only know about um, you know the the embassy situation and what you know what the government tells you. And you know you find out that that's you know that there's a lot more to that as as time goes on, and then of course you know you you' learn more about history and uh but um you know to tell you the truth you know it's um what is it uh it it was only uh five years ago that I had uh my first tatik which is you know a fried um Persian rice that, uh, you know, Persians, you know, fight and die over, when, and I can see exactly why. So, and, you know, I started learning how to how to cook Persian, and, um, you know, which I think has been really a great experience. And so, you know, I mean, among other things, and, you know, starting to learn how to speak a bit of Farsi, and, you know, so it's, but, you know, Nagin's right, is that America as a cultural exporter is so much more dominant than iran um you know that um you know my exposure to you know uh persian culture was probably you know just a you know maybe a 10th or a 100th you know of what hers you know was to uh to mine i mean you know really um if you think about it what you know you think about things like you know, the thousand and one nights which you know were originally persian stories with shahrazad and you know and you know uh, aladdin and sinbad the sailor and all these things and you know just all these things which are these just these really completely distorted um you know ideas of of the region and you know this is this is what we're this is what we're fed you know and so when you get to really learn about you know, the real, you know, the, the reality of, of things, it's, um, it's such an amazing experience.
0: Yeah. So Nagin, tell us uh, a little bit about the pieces that you and that you and Patrick have collaborated on.
1: Um, in pieces, it's, um, it's actually a male art project that, um, I, make, I made for this uh two de Mesh exhibition. And uh, the idea was that uh, I, I made these postal cards and uh, sent it to Patrick to, um, so he collected and uh, give it back to me. And then I can make this piece with those postal cards. So it represents um, the unavoidable fragmentation um, of the individual uh subjected to the intense um franzis process of uh, reject rejection by um another country uh, or for the visa you know um or you can say um uh it's uh, it express uh, the struggle uh, that we have every time uh to uh, even traveling to the west um, like uh, a visa being rejected several times or being rejected uh, completely. Uh, and uh, for even traveling for one or two weeks for a, tri- a business trip or holiday, we have to prove a very uh, stable financial and uh, employment uh, position and family connections. And we have to prove that we are not criminal. Uh, we have to prove we are going back. And then um, for other matters, uh, like our situation, it's uh, that uh, doesn't matter how many documents you provide, still you are going to stand on a queue and your life will be wasted like years and years just behind the door. So it's like a uh, hundred times more effort to do something very small. Not very small, but something as a small as everyone just get a ticket or and go to a conference, you know. Uh, and uh, privileged people have no idea that how difficult it is. I mean, uh, it depends on the lifestyle. If you are a person that actually want to be in other places and experience other cultures, or your art um, is about uh, intercultural dialogues, you know. Uh, or as any other person, um, you don't fit into your own society and you want to go somewhere else. Like, um, Americans are all immigrants. Uh, it's just a matter of time, so it's just some centuries before they decided to go to another land to live uh, freer and have a better life, and no one asked, I mean, maybe they asked, but. Um, why you want to go to other country but now because it's contemporary or um, I don't know because of the political or maybe real problems in countries uh, immigration is getting more and more difficult so the idea was with all these process a person goes through you are scattered into pieces of information and documents like you no longer have uh, value as a person. No one cares who you are as a person, but what you have uh, and what you can prove, uh, how much money you have, and uh, how useful you are to us matters. And then you are not a person anymore. So you have to be scattered to all these different documents and send them to the border. So you cannot go, you cannot pass this border in a piece as a whole. So you are passing piece by piece and then you have to uh, reassemble yourself in the other side. I mean I have um, emigrated actually a couple of times and every time something happened and I had to go back but uh, I have uh, experienced this process two times in my life already and uh, It's uh, it's a quiet, deep experience and very um, reshaping, I can say, because uh, when you pass through the border like that, you realize that there are some pieces that um, will eventually uh, be different when they pass the border, like you lost some pieces, some pieces is deformed, some is getting dirty, Uh, and uh, some pieces you just leave in your homeland because there is no place for them in the new um, place environment. So when you reassemble them, it doesn't look exactly the same and as it was. So you have to fill the space with all these um, extra um, adding that you have to work on it to make it as a piece again, like you sew them together all over again. You add memories of your um, homeland or your childhood or everything makes you uh, happy or all the sad memories even. Um, And all these experiences actually shapes the new you. So this concept changes again. So every time it happens, you actually have to reassemble some other pieces all over again. So that was the idea about this piece. So the funny thing is uh, that when I was trying to uh, send this postal card to Patrick, uh, I realized that the because of the sanctions and everything, the price of uh, sending it is so expensive. Like insanely expensive. Just imagine if you have to pay $50 just to spend post a postal card I mean it was even expensive in dollars leave alone with reals that is our money that was like one fifth of a person's income at the time and I was like it's insane I cannot send it and then I decided just to keep them as it is and then I took them to Cyprus and make them together but um, it was funny because I could not even send the postal cards so that was actually that fits to the project mm-hmm. very well as well
2: yeah it was eight hundred dollars oh my god
1: we'll sell cars for one dollar one euro yeah euro. one
2: one one thing for uh, americans to know i i think that's really interesting is that because of just the absolute you know just insane numbers that you get with the inflation of the iranian real um n- you know, it's uh, basically looked at in uh, quantities of 10 or toman, you know. And so, you know, usually when you're talking about, um, you know, um, Iranian currency, you're often talking about toman, which are basically how many tens of reals you're talking about. But I figured that's probably going to go up as well.
1: Worth nothing. One toman, worth nothing. So, like... You can buy something. It starts from I don't know like seventy or seven seven thousand. It starts from seven thousand and you can buy like um candy or something, you know? Yeah. Under that i hardly find something that was anything.
0: Uh what inspired you to engage in this sort of activity? Like with some of the Persian-like carpets and the other features?
1: Uh, the Persian carpet backs uh, to my final project for my BA uh, study. So I was um, doing a research on uh, Iranian pictorial rugs for the Gajar period. So it's about 200 years ago in Iran. That was made by Ashire. that they are um, the nomads, uh, Iranian nomads that live in uh on mountain, and they used to go uh, upper when it was summer and go in the lower lands when it was winter. So they didn't have a house. They had uh, these tents and uh, they raised um, um, sheep or goats, and then they made everything themselves. So it was totally different than uh, Persian, famous Persian rock that has a map and it's designed very Intellectually and very precise, and uh, it's a very um, you c- you can say academic art as a classic art in Iran. But uh, these nomadic uh, pictorial rocks are uh, very naive and um, uh, primitive, but very beautiful. So they catch my eyes, and I was working on them human uh, figures on them because these pictorial rugs uh, have a lot of human figures and um uh, like uh, that's interesting like if they uh, found some um uh, western woman basme from france and they try to make it without a map Without a carpet map, they try to uh, knit it on a map, on a rug, and uh, they make all these very interesting shapes that you can say, like, oh, Picasso must have seen this. Um, they are very beautiful, and uh, some of them has stories like uh, old Iranian Romozoli. Uh, it's like uh, Shirin and Farhad, or Lely and Majnun, and there are a lot of uh, different stories in there. Or they made this beautiful women that they, they found from the prince, and um, yeah, that, that start from there. And uh, then I got interested in um, making uh, the new ones, so I mixed them somehow with the modern life, and it was my final project that uh, was. Uh, printed as a wall calendar at the time I think it's like 20 years ago or but uh, then I uh, sometimes went back to it and uh, designed some more um, and these recent ones are about uh, it's, it's a mere project or love story project that was about love between people and family of and, uh, very valuable friendships And uh, I got very interested in uh, the rug maps too because I was thinking that uh, um, I knew this story that uh, when this um, nomad nomad uh, rug weaver they make these rugs um, they actually think about their own life. I mean, every nomad girl make a rug, and when the rug is finished, they can marry. And then they took this rug to to their life, and they uh, always take care of it. So when they make it, uh, every of these dots, they actually tie. Uh, It's a moment, or it's a second of their life. So it's actually reserved all that emotions and thought they had when they were working. So it's very interesting how it resembles with pixels in modern art, or as you say, in... Uh, Computer art, Uh, but every in computer we have the whole image that it breaks into these small points. It's it is um, they make this whole image, and we only see this whole image because uh, the purpose they are there is to make that bigger image. But in this uh, carpet viewings, you think that actually all those moments mattered when they weave the carpet and we see the whole image but we don't realize that it's actually some time of some person's life each of this pixels that person was thinking about something and that's interesting because sometimes you see it is totally blue like in the sky and suddenly some of the dots are red or black and it doesn't make sense just Uh, very random and then you think yeah probably that person just was leaving that not there to remember something remember a special day or um, a hurt or some very dear day in their life so yeah that was the base of uh, this project
0: okay so what do you hope will come out of this event like what do you expect as an outcome? From? From uh, the this Google Earth exhibition when people uh, walk into the gallery and they, and they see your collaborated works see and read all the descriptions, what do you hope would come out as a result?
1: Um, I would like to know uh, how strong this uh, communication between uh, different words happens to our and how much we could hope for understanding each other with language of art as human beings, and uh, how much actually we can refer to each other's culture or could understand things that we haven't experienced ourselves. Because uh, on one point, art uh, is... Art supposed to give a new experience to the audience, and it's supposed to connect with another human being. So. Uh, as much as the process matters and the, the technique or the idea behind that it matters, uh, the result is to me the result is not that oh it's a beautiful piece and it's decorated or completely put it alone. I mean that's a great that's great because if it was like that and someone bought from you then <laughs> that's better. But uh, even better, but the main purpose and the best thing an art could do is to connect to other people because um, I think all human beings somehow feel so lonely in their being and how they actually are I think uh, we need this connection to know if uh, others understand us or if people around you don't understand you, you hope that someone else would. So that's maybe the root of why people read books or why they write books, because they think, they touch over the history, maybe they thought, okay. People of my age don't understand me. I write it and leave it there. Maybe people in next two century will understand me. So you leave this part of you there hoping that someone would get it. So from different backgrounds and culture or sex or generation, um, there must be some key parts that connects us to each other so strongly and uh, makes us able to understand uh, other people's story Uh, that's a very beautiful um, talk uh, in in a movie I think it was before something uh, that uh, this character was saying that she was saying that I don't know if God exists but I believe if there is a God, it is not in me or in you or out there. It is somewhere between this um, every person trying to understand other person. So in that trying, God exists. I mean, that was a beautiful um, dialogue I remember because I think actually that's the reason All people do things. I mean, everything artists create is somehow to find that understanding. That's, I think, that's the main motive.
2: Is that the notebook? It sounds Um, like it, but I don't think. No. Okay. No, I was just wondering. Mm.
1: Yeah, before sunrise.
2: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which I need. Okay, cool.
1: Very Beautiful. (laughs) actually
0: now I'd like to take a little bit of a moment to to turn to a very off-the-hook question that Patrick is very familiar with how many pennies do you think could fit
2: in could fit in a room
1: <laughs> so many <laughs>
2: <laughs> how many toman do you think do you can need, fit in a room
1: do you really count them I mean
0: uh,
1: I, I'm really counting Though, but uh,
0: yeah.
1: I can say as big as. Um, uh, should I give a number?
0: Yeah, you can just g- give a, a a brief guess. It's not
2: like we're quizzing. Okay,
1: uh, how big the room is?
2: Oh, I'd say it's probably about uh, seven by. Um, maybe five meters, and it's about it's about uh, it's 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 about maybe two and a half meters tall.
1: Um, okay, I think every penny is one centimeter, so every meter is thousand, so you can you can say 35 into thousand something like that hmm. or million 35
2: million <laughs> yeah, all right okay <laughs> now the thing is is like how many to do you think you can put in a room like this
1: I'm not interested to count money unless if it is mine
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's great <laughs> that's the best
0: answer That's a good answer right there. Um, So back on, so back on subject, um, have you done any, have you done art exhibitions like these in the past?
1: Um, Yeah. Yeah. Um, you mean like this, uh, collaborative or with Patrick or the same subject? Um,
0: I'll just start off like with Patrick.
1: Um, it is the first uh, kind of solo exhibition of us together, but uh, we have been in other shows too. But uh, it wasn't like the whole uh, Google Earth uh, project. But um, in uh, Wyoming University, uh, also a part of it was shown with those uh, pieces, America and Ivan and uh, video and Patrick's robot drawings, and yeah, I think that was that.
0: Um,
2: have you done uh, other collaborative shows um, as well? Well, you know what, Dylan, I think mm-hmm. one thing is is that uh, yeah, I, I, I I want I want to kind of just mention that Nagina's ex- Nagina's extensively. Uh, in, in other words, it's like. Um, I'm not going to speak for you. I'm just going to say it's like Nagina says: is that, you know, throughout, uh, throughout the world, and especially Iran, is that you know you have a, um, you know, extensive uh, exhibition profile, you know, really? in various genres, very extensive.
1: Yeah, collaborative projects. Uh, actually, the first one I had was 2009 uh, or eight 2009. Uh, that was a collaboration between uh, Iran and America, like American student that was uh, I think MA project, and uh, I was leading the Iranian team, and uh, she had an American student there, and we were collaborating together, Uh, it it called uh, IRS art, like IR as Iran and US, and uh, it was very interesting. I My first experience in collaborative uh, artworks. And um, then uh, we worked on My Night, Your Day. It was another project of Moreshine and uh, the same, like the Iranian group. And then the American group was led by Patrick. So we actually get to know each other that time.
2: And that was 2012.
1: We
0: Ooh, and I was and I was busy in uh, what fifth grade at that, uh, that time
1: yes very old time mm,
0: those were the days <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah you have not idea of the time that internet didn't exist I mean Patrick may, might not remember because the time in our country was kind of some decades um, behind mm. at that time not now but uh, like Computer first came when I was like 12. And the internet maybe when I was around, I don't know, 18, 19. So I know the word before internet. (laughs) (laughs) I know the word without telephone. I mean, come on. We didn't have telephone at home until I was uh, 10 because uh, in the area, it wasn't enough telephone to give us. Like you had to go in the queue. It was wartime, and you could not actually go and buy it. So I remember when there were no telephone and mobile phone came when I was like twenty, I think two or something. Oh
2: yeah, but <laughs> well, when you're saying uh, what your know, wartime is, uh, that was when Iran was uh, and you know and, at war with Iraq with Saddam Hussein. That's mm-hmm. very interesting. Yeah.
1: Yeah, bombarding the city and everything.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Hmm. Regarding Googled Earth through looking glass, do you plan on doing more of these types of exhibitions in the near future?
1: Um, actually, uh, this uh, the whole concept is based on, um, it's not like one project. It, it is based on our experiences around the matter. So it's not like, every piece is made and this is this like the uh, the work america and iran i've made uh it was like halfway and then i photographed it and reassembled it on photoshop and patrick printed it in america and um because it is like two years past and to this time i have worked on this again and again over again and i uh, it is a lot different now. I'm not saying it's better, but uh, it's different. So, a lot of other piece also like that. You know, like the um, pieces was a kind of independent project doing for that to the mesh that Patrick, Patrick was doing, was uh, curating for um, Cyprus, uh, for NIMI Art Center. And, uh, but the notion of it is a part of the whole experience we are going through. So uh, we can show it in this uh, project, you know. So everything we do uh, about this experience, we could add to this concept and uh, sh- have it as a show, you know. Mm-hmm. So it, it cannot uh, stop if we don't want to. I mean, of course, until we could settle. Mm-hmm.
0: Right.
2: I think one of the most interesting things is is that, you know, Dylan, you're talking about you know whether this, you know, there's going to be more of this. Is the going to be more of these shows? Is actually really what we're looking at here? Is by looking at the show, we're really looking at a show that is, um, you know, a an experience which is something that is not um, still. It's something that is living and it's moving you know even as it's in that space you know it's something that keeps continuing to grow even even as it's there because then there will probably be a couple pieces made um you know by the time this is done and then it'll go to the next space and the next space and the next space so what this is is instead of you know saying this is an exhibition it's in a box it's this thing is that this is something that this is a this is a evolving living um, representation of life which is lived?
1: Yeah, actually, I think um, uh, the most important aspect for art to be original is to be honest and based on your real experiences. Sometimes when you just choose a subject and work on it, is that close to you and it's uh, kind of become a fake struggle to make something that you don't actually know what it is. So yeah I think uh, as uh, we grow and we change and uh, we change our ideas about things, also artworks should be like that going through a process.
2: Yeah, Hmm. You know what the other thing is is that I also like the notion of something that um there's an idea that you're not entirely sure of but the thing is is that the truth in it revol- in it, um reveals itself you know in the in the completion of a work in other words is it, it it um the work as kind of a um, either something that you you see more clearly, what you're getting at, or something at, that it reveals the truth of the matter to you through the making of the work. Don't you think?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's a very interesting concept to think about. So to kind of wrap things up a bit, if someone were interested in looking more uh, at your art, where could they find you? Like online,
1: uh, I, I have a website, Neginet.com. And um, also, if you search my name, Google my name, you will find some uh, other works as well.
0: Okay. And we'll be sure to keep an eye out for that. So, yeah. And Nagin, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you for inviting.
0: Okay. Is there any other, um, any any final notes that you'd like to tag before we wrap things up?
1: Um, uh, I would like to, I mean, if we have time, I would like to say something about um, the new piece that I made with, uh, I mean, not new piece, the progress The America piece has uh i mean i saw this um uh, sorry i saw uh this writing what uh, what you call that writing the inscript inscription yeah i saw the inscription uh, on the statue of liberty uh on in front of the statue of liberty because uh, i remember first time i read it i um I literally burst into tears not only because how much uh, not only because how human and beautiful this idea is but also because I knew it is not the case anymore or ever but it's a view very beautiful wish as you say like uh, imagine you know um, so I just want to end this conversation Read, reading that if it's okay so it says uh, you're tired you're poor your huddles messes yearning to breathe free the wretched refuse of your teeming shore so I think about it and I think about uh, the Muslim band um America had some years ago and made a lot of families aparted. And uh, I think about how some people are more equal than others. So I just ask everyone to hear this, think about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, beautiful ideas are not there just to be beautiful. They are there to give um inspiration they are there to inspire people and uh, make them think
0: that's very very inspiring thank you for sharing that <laughs> a huge thanks to Nagin Etisabian for joining us on today's episode of Artbeat be sure to check out Googled Earth at the Watkins Gallery from now until October 4th with opening reception September 7th between 5 to 7pm to check out the work of Nagin Etisabian visit Naginet.com That's N-E-G-I-N-E-T-E dot com. To check out more from Professor Patrick Lichty, follow him on Instagram at patlichty underscore art or visit his website at patlichty dot com. I'm Dylan Alzate, and to check out more art and beautiful events around town, tune into Artbeat Tuesdays at 12.30 p.m. here on 89.5 KQAL. Online at kqal.org, on the app, on your favorite smart speaker, or wherever you get your podstuffs. Artbeat is written and produced by KQAL-FM on the campus of Winona State University. Visit us on the web at kqal.org.